0: You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. Let's join in for this week's message. I'm gonna tell you. <clears throat> the title of my message is "Whatever It Takes." Whatever it takes. If you got your Bibles turned to Nehemiah chapter six, verse sixteen, it says and it came about. When all our enemies heard of it and all the nations surrounding us saw it, they lost their confidence for they recognized that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. Now, here's what you need to understand. Nehemiah, Ezra, they were, they were exiled. Nehemiah was exiled. God laid it on their heart to go back and begin to rebuild the wall in Jerusalem. And as they're rebuilding the wall, they're being attacked. They're under uh, the enemies trying to frustrate the work. There's a lot of things going on here, trying to keep them from restoring the capital of Jerusalem, restoring where God chose to put his spirit in that place to have people. So everything was coming against them, reestablishing covenant. Are y'all with me? Nehemiah comes back to Jerusalem. What he's doing is he's rebuilding. He's fortifying the city and he's establishing civil authority And here's what cracks me up. He's doing it all at the expense of the Persian government. Let that soak in just for a second. You get this. And I I tell, I bull riders. I had a friend won the world in the bull riding in the PRCA, rode in the PBR. Rode in the BRO, PBR, rode in all of them. And he's want to start his own Christian bull riding organization. And I'm like, why reinvent the wheel? Well, they're heathens, and they're this, and they're that. I, I get that. But Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego ran the Persian government. Amen. Nehemiah Understood. See, Nehemiah was a great spiritual leader and he was also very practical. And he also trusted God that God would use these pagans to pay for him to rebuild gods. Come on, are y'all with me in here? There's scripture to back this up. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. When we were hauling bulls to the PBR, the Jack Daniels, Budweiser, Ford Motor Company paid for a coliseum for me to be able to preach in. Amen. Come come on, are y'all with me? I've had preachers go, well, how does that work? Because I got pictures in my office with Jack Daniels, Budweiser, and all that. Yeah. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. I can walk right in the middle of it and have a voice and they can't do anything about it. Just like Nehemiah understood that these pagans were going to pay for him to go and rebuild what God started. What God starts, he will finish. God started a good work in you. He will finish it. And Biden or nobody else can stop that. Come Listen, this economy can't keep you from prospering unless it's your provider. If God's your provider and you're tied to the covenant, it doesn't matter what the dollar does, you're still gonna get blessed. See half of y'all believe that. Come on. When you're tied to the God's covenant, let's keep preaching. He finishes the work. He finishes the work. That's what you got to understand. It was work. And they had to work. And he did it under constant threat in leading people and God helped him. Nehemiah chapter seven, verse five. Then my God put it into my heart to assemble the nobles, the officials and the people to be enrolled by genealogies. Then I found the book of the genealogy of those who came up first. In other words, those who came out of exile and they're in exile because they sinned and they forgot their covenant with God. Okay? In which I found the following record. Now, 42,000 360 plus people assembled to reestablish covenant with God after they come back out of the exile. This is very important. You got to kind of hear the history of this. And this all began to happen. And that's what I found so funny about this morning when God began to deal with me about him reestablishing perspective on God's not stuffy, God's not mad at us, and God is majestic. Is that this all happened in the month of E-L-U-L, E-L-U-L, is that right? I'm looking at Christy, she's nodding. E-L-U-L. That's the month of August and September. (laughs) Then a month later, he gathers them back up. Look in chapter 8, verse 9. I don't, that's kind of an update on there, Casey. I didn't know if you've seen that. Uh, it says, Then Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest and scribe and the Levites, look what it says right here, who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people were weeping when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, go eat of the fat, drink of the sweet, and send portions to him who has nothing prepared for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites calmed all the people saying, be still for the day is holy, do not be grieved. Now, here's what I want you to see in this is that after they came together, got everybody together and they began to read the law, they began to reestablish the covenant, the people began to see where they had sinned, where they had missed the mark. Where they had gotten off track, where they had gotten away from God, and their heart was was grieved. And so they repented, and now that they repented, they've been rebuilding, and now God says, don't grieve anymore. Why is that important? Because what happens is, if you sit there and get bogged down in your past, you'll never go into your future. Come on. God knows this. And so God said, listen, yes, here's the law. Here's how you get in right alignment. Now stay in this. And now we're going to move on. See, God's not up there going, you messed up. You messed up. You messed up. You didn't do this. You. No, that's not God. God brings conviction, not guilt and condemnation. And he says, listen, come on. The Holy Spirit's always there. And he's always saying, okay, Here's what we're going to do to be victorious. In our future, we got to do this. We got to do this. Because it keeps us from getting offended, walking in unforgiveness. Come on, y'all with me? See, you have to see this restoration process. Because restoration is a process. To understand how when we repent and God heals our land, It's because we also worked. Come on. We also worked and put forth effort on our part. There's got to be effort on our part. It's not just going to rebuild itself. Second Chronicles. Everybody knows this. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13. And Solomon David got everything prepared to build the temple. David couldn't build it. But God said, here's what I'll do. I'll let you get everything ready, set in place so that your son Solomon can build the temple. So Solomon builds this temple under the specs that God put forth. It is the most, I don't even know what to compare it to. If you've ever been to Vegas, you've seen the very best That man can build. It's amazing. There's things out there, technology-wise. There's things that just sparkle and shine and lights, and it's amazing. It's unreal. But it didn't even. It doesn't even compare to what God has. And this temple was. That's what it was like. It was just. I mean, gold and silver, and I mean, it was amazing. And so they dedicate this temple. And here's what's amazing. Solomon begins to pray. And I mean they are praising and singing and, and the fire, literally fire, falls out of heaven and consumes the offering. And that fire was perpetually burning all the time in the temple that came out of heaven. And then the glory of the Lord filled the temple so thick that the priest could not even minister. They were hit. They couldn't even stand up. Whatever it takes. how you would have a different perspective of God in that moment. Oh, wow. And I mean, the glory, the Shekinah glory of God falls in this temple. And I mean, it is just the most amazing thing. And then here's what God says in verse 13. If I shut up the heavens so that there's no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, and my people, this is what we quote all the time, and my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. And as for you, he's talking to Solomon, and as for you, if you walk before me as your father David walked even to do according to all that I've commanded, you and will keep my statutes and my ordinances, then I will establish your royal throne as a covenant as I coveted with your father David, saying you shall not like a man to be ruler in Israel. Now here's what we're seeing. We're seeing God looking in that word seek. It means to search for, to strive after, devote serious effort or energy. See, there is something that we do. And he told Solomon, if you'll walk before me, listen, we have to walk. This ideal and mindset of we get to say a prayer and sit down and just wait on heaven has bankrupt faith in the United States. We have become bankrupt that we think for one instance when there's nowhere in the Bible that says sit down and wait on heaven. It's nowhere but it's in doing. There's work involved. There's growing, maturing. (laughs) See, our culture of church has been lacking in the doing part. We've lacked in the doing part. We're not, here's the deal. And it's hard for me sometimes because I hear people, oh, we're not of this world. We're just passing through. That's true. But we're not just passing through without passing the baton. That's right. Amen. This is a relay race. This is a relay race that we're running. We're not just running. No. No. We're running a relay race where we're going to pass the baton of faith to advance the kingdom. And if we don't get that mindset in, that the next generation, we won't have a church in America. And that's what the enemy thinks he has gotten on top of, is that he thinks he's winning this. That's why in 2020, From 2020 till now, has it not surprised you how bold they are in their wickedness? They don't even shy away from it. They don't even shy. Let me tell you what they've got. And this is in the Bible. This ain't me saying it. This ain't my opinion. I'll never tell you my opinion. What I'm going to tell you is the word of God. They've got a harlot's forehead. What is that? That's when they can do their harlotries and not even be embarrassed about it. Come on, are y'all with me? They talk about some of the most wicked things and don't even, they're not even embarrassed about it. They're openly, come on, they're just openly. And the enemy thinks that he's got the church shoved down. He's not in control. But we have to do, and we have to walk, and we have to get committed. Come on, are y'all with me? And we have to teach That's what I thought was so amazing about what Nehemiah was doing is Nehemiah brought it back, restored, fortified the city, restored civil authority. Civil authority is us being mature enough to be able to be civil with one another. That's what it is. And God begins to move on their land. He begins to, Nehemiah begins to teach them. And we got to, we repent, we teach, we rebuild. The problem is when we look at this church culture that we live in as a whole, We've been great at crying out in sorrow. We've been great at and saddened by all the foolishness in our culture. But when it comes to doing, we just haven't been that determined yet. And that's where God is taking us. And that's why he's changing our perspective. Because then we get more... It says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and violent men take it by force. When you're fighting a full-time adversary, you're not gonna win being a part-time Christian. It just ain't gonna happen. And you've gotta be committed to it and be determined It's so important to get our perspective in right alignment. One, of who God is. And two, that nothing is impossible. And that he has sent the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. you got to know that. Because this is just his way. And God never changes. All through the Bible, you see God has never changed. Look back in Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 1 says now on the 24th day of this month the sons of Israel assembled with fasting in sackcloth with dirt upon them and the descendants of Israel separated themselves from all foreigners and stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers listen This is what he was talking about in Chronicles. If you will humble yourselves, come on, and if you will repent and seek, in verse 3 says, while they stood in their place, they read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for a fourth of the day, and for another fourth they confessed and worshipped the Lord their God. Now there's a lot going on here. Nehemiah's got all the people assembled and they're reading the law. Why are they reading the law? It's so that they can get in right alignment with God so that they can come underneath the authority of the kingdom of God. And they're doing all this and the Persians are all paying for it. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? I love that. And then, verse 5, the Levites. Jeshua. Bunch of them names you can't say. Said, arise, bless the Lord God forever and ever. And they, they, they start to, oh, may the glorious name be blessed. Oh, may thy glorious name be blessed and exalted above all blessing and praise. Listen, and in the midst, in the midst of the thou alone, thou dost, thou art, in verse 19, here's what I want you to see. He says, thou in thy great compassion didst not forsake them in the wilderness. Talking about the fathers that came out of Egypt. The pillar of cloud did not leave them by day to guide them on their way, nor the pillar of fire by night to light for them the way in which they were to go. Now, imagine this. And you, gotta, you got to, for your perspective to get right, you have to understand that God's characteristic is whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, because we're we're living in a time where we're getting overwhelmed by all the wickedness. We're getting overwhelmed by all of what we're seeing on the news. We're getting overwhelmed when we go buy a five dollar carton of eggs. We're, we're getting overwhelmed when we're pulling up to the gas pump. We're getting overwhelmed. Come on, y'all hear what I'm saying? You can't get overwhelmed with all that because God's still in control and whatever it takes, even if it's a pillar of fire by night and if it's a cloud by day, he can still lead us and guide us through the wilderness and get us to the promise. Come on, y'all hear what I'm saying? Listen, that is beyond human comprehension. When you're sick, can you imagine For all those years, there's this cloud that just, it moves, and you you move with it. And at night, there's this pillar of fire, and it's just sitting there. Can you imagine? Mama, what is that? That's our God. That's our God. Here's the sad thing about that. Imagine seeing that for 40 years and not thinking you could go whip a giant. Imagine being led by a cloud every day that keeps you from getting sunburnt. Come on. See, at some point, our perspective has to be that it doesn't matter how unreasonable it looks or sounds, our God is big enough to move me through this and get me to right where he wants me to be. Come on, man. If you have any kind of business in in Houston or anywhere, the permits, the all the inspections, all the stuff that you have to go through. Let me tell you something. God's big enough to get you through all of that because I'm looking at a man and a woman and a young man. They walk through this all the time with faith and they're going. Come on, y'all hear what I'm saying? All the regulations and rules to just get on an airplane It's why, oh God, y'all be praying. I got to fly in October. I'm not good at it. I am not good at it. And then they put that mass mandate years, I was not good at that. I, I just was not good at it. Pray for your pastor. I just soon drive everywhere, but this time I have to fly. But I'm just telling you, God can get us through